everyone, and welcome to another great episode, a long-awaited episode, long-overdue-waited episode of Classic Elder Scrolls. Here we are in, in Cyrodiil, and um, I'm just going to, we're, we're broadcasting live right now from Cyrodiil in Elder Scrolls Online. Um, I'm going to pump the volume up just a little bit so hopefully uh, podcast listeners can hear it. Um, we do have an active chat in the bottom left-hand corner, just to keep that out there and, and remind people, so uh, there's that. We've got so much to talk about, so many things that we want to call out on. Um, from September into now October, uh, we've had we've had a lot of a lot of nice a nice a lot of nice things. Um, we'll get into that in just in just a little bit, but of course, first, uh, the purpose of our show today. Of course, is to to round off our our discussion on Cyrodiil as a whole. Now we were focusing it, uh, focusing on it, of course, through through uh, Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. But now um, we're going to take a little bit of a uh, of a tour here in the Second Era in Elder Scrolls Online and see exactly how the ages have turned Cyrodiil into what it is now here in the Second Era. To what we all know and love in the third era, the end of the third era in Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. Um, but before we go any further, I am Avarwin, <laughs> your humble host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, of course, and I am joined by my wonderful hosts. First up, the uh, the one and only, the uh, vertically challenged Mike, the Tamrielic Historian. Hello, everybody. Today we're representing the green team. So we got uh, some uh, yellows and some blues. And uh, so we're going to be the green team today. Uh, we're hoping to bring you through some of the sites uh, that we've talked about, such as Coral. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to get anywhere near places uh, that aren't on the map that uh, we would like to have seen, such as um, uh, Breville. But, you know, I know we can get into the outside walls, but I don't know if we can get our blue members that far into into AD territory, hmm. uh, and then we're going to go into the Imperial City for part of this because uh, that's what prompted the entire chain of events was the upcoming release of Imperial City back when we started this se- this season of Classic Elder Scrolls uh, in Oblivion was to take a look at the Imperial City and what to expect. So we'll uh, end up there sometime today. And uh, of course, off to uh, my right here is our. Uh our other uh, wonderful host here, uh, a, a man, a man known by many as the Sonaris, but I know him as as Mark, the man who who uh, strokes my hair when I have a hard time sleeping at night when Doctor Who gets scary. <laughs> you said you'd never mention that to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, hope everyone's having a good day so far. The best. Thank you so much. By the way, I fell asleep very quickly. Oh, that's always good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's that nice episode. To be appreciated. It's like nice. that episode when uh, the doctor first regenerates into Peter Capaldi's doctor, and he's talking with uh, um, the 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 people there. The I can't remember her name. Vasad, Madame Vasad, the lizard lady. And you know, she's like, "I'm having trouble falling asleep," and he's oh, like, yeah. "Oh, hold on, I can help you." And Ventures. puts his hands there, and she passes out. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm so far behind. I've gotten to the point where he he regenerates into Capaldi, but I I need to get caught up with Vostra. Two seasons now. Ah, uh, uh, season and a half. Yeah. A season and two. Just just okay. the one. Just the one. All you gotta do is get through the eighth season. There's some good moments in the eighth season. It's not it's not the best. It is good, but it's not the best. Um, mm. But I'm telling you, so far, I I don't know. I'm knocked out by season nine so far. The three episodes that I've seen so far that have aired on point really good stuff good yeah I'm, I'm into it and Capaldi is a, is a fantastic doctor he really is and they've got a, a thing called uh, Breakfast with Baker running concurrently with the season uh, that runs 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock in the morning every day and they run three episodes throughout the week uh, that kind of tie into what's going on in the current season so it's really cool that they're bringing back sub plot lines uh, from the 70s and 80s uh, and doing some kind of like wrap ups and tie ins. Mm. Um, okay, Baghira is here, of course. Uh, oh, oh, shoot! I tabbed out. <laughs> 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 that that might be an issue for the stream. I have to remember never to tab out in this. <laughs> uh, we got a question in the in um, guild chat about uh, if we have um, uh, groups. So, uh, you know, Tim, of course, is currently the head of the DC group. I don't know who, which of you they need to contact for the AD group. Um, you know, I, I started a group. If, if anyone here in the AD wants, uh, wants to group up with us. And that's, that's another thing I want to get out there real quick. Um, let me just answer the question. Send me, send me, um, send me a tell in, uh, in the game. I'll, I'll invite you to our AD group here in Cyrodiil. Um, now, Mike, I know I know you're going to be uh, leading the way here all throughout Cyrodiil, and and first and, and foremost, of course, um, are we going to talk about where we're at right now? Yeah, so we can we'll start here uh, since this is a main plot point in the uh, game Oblivion, and then we're going to work our way around. So, for those that don't recognize this, uh, mainly because it looks so much different, I feel uh, from the Oblivion version, this is the Wayne and Priory. Uh, in ESO. And um, if you remember, the Wayne Priory is a small sediment the southeast side of uh, Coral. And this is where uh, you initially meet uh, Joffrey, and uh, you can get a free horse there, and you get assistance from the Priory as you're there trying to find you know, the last of the, um, the Septum bloodline. So you arrive here early on in the game. Okay, Nerevartovani. I was like, oh my god, we've, we've, got, a, we've got a red. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're the purple team. That's uh, right. I think we're the brown team, aren't we? Well, it, green, and, green and red, I thought that's purple. No. No, red and, yeah, no, right. red and blue is purple. Right. I think we're the brown team now. <laughs> um, so when you come to the Wayne and Priory along the road, uh, when you first get into Oblivion, it literally like sneaks up on you, and it's a large building... And then there's uh, some stables and some other buildings. And, uh, yes, there is the large building here. And if we go inside the first building, inside the Priory proper, I, I feel that it it's, you know, this is really like almost like a cathedral type of building setup that they've got going on in here. So it definitely is um, a, a different view to the Wayne and Priory. Yeah, it's definitely changed over the... It changes very much over the course of the next era and a half. Oh, yeah. 
And here, there is a small quest line associated with this, but nothing nearly as important as what we see in Oblivion. Uh, I just want to remind people as as they come into the group, um, we are recording a radio show, so so please be aware that if you start you know popping off spell effects and the audio that you make, um, it's going to make it onto the show. All right, now so please 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 be respectful of the people who are who are going to be listening after after this this video broadcast in their cars uh, who are listening via radio. Uh, I would greatly appreciate that. And also, you know, for those visuals, you know, please, if we're standing around talking, feel free to, to walk around and do things. Please don't jump in front of our faces and, you know, do strange things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if Arwen's been assaulted enough times, you know, yeah. uh, when, yeah. we, when we do these kind of things by uh, guild members that naked, want attention. Naked push-ups <laughs> yeah. on my face. <laughs> naked jumping jacks, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not late enough in the evening for another rosy lion. No, no. <laughs> um... Okay, so so um, before before we continue, um, I just sort of want to get out that there's like I said, there's a couple of things that that we want to shout out. Um, number one is um, we have we have uh, combined all three of our guilds to to one. I want to kind of get this out there. So so uh, briefly explained. All right. Um, in, if you're a member of one of the the um, Elder Scrolls Off the Record guilds, okay, we are asking that you please leave that guild uh, and, for an invite to our new one, which is ESOTR, which is taking all of the all of the guilds and combining them into into one. Uh, we'll talk about this in length in the next episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record, but I just want to get that information out there. Um, also, I'm very excited to announce this as well. We just we just finally, uh, after maybe about eight months of considering certain things, uh, launched a new Patreon account. Um, so now, other than directly donating to QGN via our PayPal, you now have the ability to uh, set up uh, a recurring donation on a monthly basis through Patreon to sponsor us. Um, just one of the many ways that you know, it's a new way now, and one of one of many that you have in order to to sponsor what we do here um, at the show. Uh, we've got a lot of fun and unique rewards uh, for right now. It's very inexpensive, uh, considering some other Patreon accounts that are out there. Uh, so we'd ask that you at least you know uh, take a look at that. It's uh, Patreon.com/slash/QuestGamingNetwork, or if you go to QuestGamingNetwork.com, uh, we've got a couple of links there as well in our. Um, in our uh, donate tab, and as well, when you when you log in, there's a little a little sliding box that comes in from your left hand side of the screen. You can you can check it out. If it's if it's for you, then great. If not, um, there's many other ways that you can help. You know, contribute to to QGN. You know, five star reviews on iTunes help out tremendously. Sending us an email, so uh, telling us your opinions that always helps as well. Um, and our our donate tab speaks about that. Um, that was it. That's all I had. I just want to get that out there. We'll go into further in depth in the next episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record, but I at least wanted to get that out. Oh, and um, I want to thank again um, the cast of Elder Scrolls Off the Record and the uh, cast of Tales of Tamriel for our crossover episode, uh, an honest talk, uh, an honest look at Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, we we had that out. What we debuted that what yesterday? Yeah, and uh, the. The um, the reception for that has been absolutely phenomenal, it really has, and uh, everyone's um, 
Uh, everyone was on point. The opinions were fantastic, and the points were well made. So, so thank you yet again, everyone involved for that. Um, and I'm hoping that we'll get more, you know, cross promotional activity with them, because I think I think we all had fun. You know, even though yeah. sometimes the topics made people mad, you know, I think that everybody enjoyed each other's company, if nothing else. Oh, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. You know, at, at the I, I don't want our listeners thinking that we had fun, you know, being mad. We had fun with each other. Yeah. And just yeah. that, you know, the, the topics sometimes touched a nerve or were kind of sore. But uh, I don't think anybody was personally offended by anything. And if, you know, our listeners that did listen to anything disagree with us, write a, uh, a well-constructed argument as to why you think, you know, some of the points that we made might not be, you know, 100%. Exactly. Yeah. You know, All right, folks. Scream and yell at us. Uh, Mike, <laughs> over over to you, good sir. Um, we're here. We are. We're in Cyrodiil, and we're going to see how the second era, um, what the what Cyrodiil was like in the second era, and of course, we're going to uh, compare and contrast it to how that uh, how that turned in in the uh, end of the third era. Uh, without further ado, the history of with Mike. So you know, first thing to look at, I think, is that uh, the Wayne and Priory here definitely has increased in. Or has is a much more robust compound than when we get to see it in Elder Scrolls to, um, for Oblivion. That's the first thing I just want people to take in. I mean, it's very large stone structures, very well built. Um, it might be the size of my Bosmer, I don't know, but they do seem <laughs> much bigger uh, than they did in um, in the Elder Scrolls uh, Four. Um, yeah, it's now, definitely more spread out. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is much more spread out. Now, if we head west by northwest, we come upon what should be the uh, city of uh, Coral. Now, at this point in time, um, Coral has not become the city, the, the very um, rock-heavy city that it is uh, by the time we get to ESO or Elder Scrolls Four. First thing to notice is the uh, Craig Fishers of Lava Flows that uh, the war has caused. Um, now, they had some history saying that this had to do with Molog Ball's entire invasion and stuff. Um, how much of that is true, I don't know. But uh, it definitely is a much different landscape than what we're used to when we walk to Coral in Elder Scrolls Four. I mean, first off, there's no heavy gate doors. Uh, there's barely any gates Yeah, I think one of the inns is actually tipping slightly. Yeah. Now, we still do have the statue with that uh, in ESO4 has a water fountain around it. Uh, so there is still a statue standing in the same location. But looking at it, you can see that the statue is definitely uh, battered. And, you know, they've got, you know, a little lamp hanging off the side here. So uh, change is coming to this uh, this city here. It's definitely war-torn and ravaged, that's for certain. Yeah, you can see, you know, the arms have been cut off, and it's at the side here, and, yeah. Just just now, looking all the way back there, too, like, you can notice the um, the uh, the cathedral has been, you know, mostly destroyed. Now, if we're looking at it as we came in, and we take a hard right, uh, there's a little gateway here next to a building that's kind of in ruins. This entire area here is eventually where the uh, the keep is going to be. So we can already see that, you know, this little village here definitely 
doesn't even have the protection of the fortified keep that uh, is the dominant structure in uh, Coral. Uh oh, did we come under attack? Uh oh. I, might... I think Braxis accidentally hit a button. There might be a uh, thing. Covenant, <laughs> oh, Covenant Guard, he's running away. Okay. Nobody <laughs> <he> died. <laughs> Many pixels may be injured during the recording of this broadcast. <laughs> and even up here, you know, when you look at this Ranchak building here, this theoretically is eventually going to be the blacksmith's area. Hold on a second, Mike. Uh, I, I, I kind of lost you on the. On the stream here, um, oh. you didn't die, did you? No, I didn't die, but I I, I lost track of you. Uh, oh, okay. he's, he's over, <laughs> he's over here by the the ruin building. I'm up on the porch of the ruin building. Oh, there we go. I just I just yeah. want to. I don't mean to slow you down. I just want to get this on 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 video. I want to capture. Oh, that's it. not a problem. Here we go. So this entire area here is eventually going to be like the blacksmith area uh, when you go in to Coral. Okay. Now, if we were to run towards what is no longer even town, that's how funny this is. I mean, this area here is not even, like, developed town. It's just a couple of little ruins, some guys standing out here. This is all where that market is, where you have the Mages Guild, oh, the Fighters yeah. Guild. All of that has to be here. Wow. It's not even built yet. Yeah. Wow. And you've got a little gathering area that is where that eventual big tree is in the mound that I'm standing on right now, where that tree will grow. Oh, maybe this is the tree. Around it. Only, only a lot younger. Maybe this is it. Possibly. Yeah. Oh, hello, no, little good. tree. Hello. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> if we look out where that uh, archway is and those flame matronachs are, that's where the exit should be by behind the fighters guild. So nothing out here at all. Nothing. Just to give you an idea of just how much building has to go into. Uh, Coral's eventual glory. Oh, Coral. Yeah. Now, I believe in the Dark Brotherhood quest line, there's a house that's standing right here where this one is here, where the Orkin Crocher back door uh, is, that uh, you enter in, and this is the one where you have to push the, um, the, the trophy head off the wall to kill the guy. Oh, I love that quest. <laughs> So that would be the only structure that we're seeing inside that plaza that's actually still here at this point in time. Um, just to just to throw it out there in the chat room, just uh, I want to ask: Does anyone does anyone have an echo as they speak? I know someone had said that Mike Mike may be echoing. Um, you know, not like I'd be able to do anything about it right now, but I just I want to ask. Uh, okay, go ahead, Mike. Okay, hopefully I'm not echoing. Hopefully not, but it may be it may be one of those things that, you know, viewers are just going to have to trudge through, I suppose, while watching. Yeah. So, so that gives us an idea of what's happening in the 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 prominent area of coral that we um uh that we normally would see during the game. Now, what's left of the actual rest of the town if we were to go back to the statue and not get killed by the Covenant Guard. <laughs> okay, I think we're going to have to take out this Covenant Guard. I think we're going to have to as well. But that's okay, because I'm tanky like that, you know? So I got this, yo. I got this. Yeah. There we go. Good job, folks. 
I feel dirty. <laughs> now, if we were to pass by the, the dead Covenant Guard, uh, one of the other buildings that we normally would run into, so there would be the inn here on the corner, and so this building is still here. It's got the inn. I'm not sure what if this is going to continue to be that uh, the famous inn in Coral. Um, let's see here. This one here yeah. on the left? Uh, on the right-hand side. And then on the left, there's like a rundown building, which I believe is where the Argonian's going to set up her shop. Uh, out of this one here that uh, Mark is standing in front of. Yeah, the storehouse. There's a storehouse. Because uh, the Argonian sets up a shop along that one area there. It's a very narrow and long building. And then beyond that is pretty much the residential area. Well, let's take, of, a, well, you take a look inside the storehouse. Yeah, go ahead. All right, let me pop in there. See what's going on. Okay, it's 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 really just a, a empty space. An empty house. Yeah, yeah. Pile. But it is a long building. There's an orc over here. Zigol Grodnazul. Alright, whatever. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the residential area is across the fire pit here, which eventually is just a small wall separating the two. Oh, someone fell down there. <laughs> Myself and uh, uh, Dave MG. For once, it wasn't me. You <laughs> <laughs> crossed the bridge okay, huh? Yeah, I made it over. <laughs> and then we have the big chapel here, which is definitely in ruins. Oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, it has definitely seen way better days. Oh, yeah. You know, I like we know that it will be rebuilt, so. It will. I, I like the fact that. Um, even though like the the roof has been completely destroyed and some of the walls are still standing, like if you look at it closely, a little bit of the stained glass windows are actually broken. Yeah, I like that. Some good attention to detail here. Well, like right now, you're running towards me, and there's this pile, the two rails here, and a pile of rubble inside. That's the areas where you would normally go down into the sub-crypt. Yes. Um, yes. So even, like, the layouts are the same. Granted, you know, we are missing the fonts on the side here towards each of the, the eight. And then the major font is in front of the statue is missing. It's got a fire pit here for, you know, a shantytown. Mm. But, uh, you know, overall, a lot of the stuff is still the same for the, the chapel, at least. Oh, missing or just not built yet? Hey, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the church. Right, in I my do like town. the skylight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, not very protective, though. Uh, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> cool. So that is our little tour tour here of uh, Toril. Um, you know, it's not the uh, the 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 well defended fortified city that it is in uh, Elder Scrolls Four, uh, but we can see you know, little shades of it, that certain things are starting to appear. Want to thank uh, ESOTR Guild members for uh, coming on out with us this uh, this afternoon. It's always fun. Um, if there are any others uh, listening and you want to join us, you know, for the AD, just send me uh, a question in the game. Uh, send me a little tell. I'll, uh, I'll invite you. Now, normally I'd say, okay, we could go to Anvil, but if you bring up the map and you look, we're on the westernmost edge of the map already. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the uh, road that, um, you know, the, let's see here, I'm going to bring up my notes here. Uh, oh, no, I can't find it. <laughs> Are you looking for uh, Anvil? 
Uh, the road that uh, connects uh, Anvil and... Um, hmm. In- uh, incidentally, like, as, as Mike goes over there, um, this is a very, like, I guess, uh, segmented and truncated um, area of, of Cyrodiil. A lot of Cyrodiil is actually not on this map. You can't actually travel to it. Um, but this is a good, a good, I'd say a good solid portion of it. Right about here would be um, that inn that I got vampirism in. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere around here, I think. Ah, uh, good memories. Ah, good yes. times. What was the name of that? I forgot the name of it. The Roxy. The Roxy Inn. Yeah, the Roxy Inn would be like right around here. Um, what else? There's, there's, there's like areas in in Oblivion that if you, they're not necessarily marked on this map, but they actually are there. Um, Lips and Tarn, I believe, is a is a location on the map here that you can go to, but um. There's another uh, the, the the one citadel that meant a lot to uh, Queen Alessia. I forgot the name of it. Uh, so you are thinking about um, Sancrator. That's it. Which would be north of us, almost directly. Yeah. Okay, so that's actually in Coral's the game. On, yeah. So Coral's on the Black Road, and that's what I was looking for. And what I was thinking is the Gold Road, which has Skingrad on it, mm-hmm. uh, which is much further south from here. Uh, so even in the game, you know, this is pretty much the westernmost area of the Colovian Highlands that we can go to in ESO and TS4. But if we want, we can actually go take a trip north uh, and uh, see if we can find Lips and Tarn and uh, um, whoa, don't fall down there. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, I would, Yeah, I would love it if we can go to Sancretor. We gotta that figure would... out how to get across the uh, fire pits here first. <laughs> <laughs> well, lead the way, Mike. <laughs> Let me let me get off my horse. Get off my high horse. Oh, here we go again. Guess what, buddy? I hope I didn't just blast one of our, our friends. <laughs> so, um, as as we uh, try and make our way out of out of Coral and um, over to either Lips and Tarn or Sancrator, whatever whatever we happen to find first. Um, let me just ask, uh, Mark, what about Coral? Can, can you say in regards to how it appears in the second era, what we know of it at the end of the third era, and, and, and just in general? Uh, unfortunately, there's, there's really not much for me to say because Mike has done such a fantastic job of describing the city and, and how it changes between here and now. I mean, really... Barring, you know, like we we don't under we don't know exactly what Molag Ball or whoever did to to open vast, you know, cr- uh, <laughs> lava filled cracks or how they get filled back in. But yeah, sadly, there's not much I can add at the moment. All right. Well, how about something less factual, um, maybe more opinionated? Uh, how do you how do you feel about uh, the how it's being depicted in in ESO versus uh, Oblivion? Any any notes, uh, opinion opinionated notes that you'd like to get out? I I really like how it's being depicted in ESO. Mm. Um, I mean, 
while everything is different in Oblivion, uh, we're still talking about a lot of cities that, you know, all the cities are pretty much at peace for the most part. Uh, whereas here, the way that it is just, the city is shattered, buildings are turning over, it feels like a war zone, and it really helps to get across just sort of what the average person in in Cyrodiil is in in the second era is trying is is dealing with yeah because really the imperials at this in this period they're just being beaten upon i mean you've got the alliances char- charging in and conquering their territory you have the imperial city being taken and frankly their standing armies that would normally protect them being stuck trying to keep the Daedra from getting out of the city. So it really does help get across just how badly the people are suffering and that this goes beyond just armies attacking them too. What I what I um what I sort of find a little a little um what I sort of find interesting and maybe even a little creepy is when you go into some of these uh these towns here I can't help but feel like I'm looking at uh, or be reminded of pictures that I've seen of World War II. Yes. Uh, I believe it's Chaden Hall, which is, it's literally a war zone between a bunch of, like, the normal Imperial Army versus the, a bunch of rebels that, I can't quite recall why, but they're, they're trying to split away from it. And, like, the city is divided between these two warring factions. So, yeah, like, and it has this whole everything is on fire, everything is being destroyed uh, look to the city. Yeah, it sure does. I don't know what it is about that. Um, but it's, like I said, you know, it's it's very reminiscent. I, I'm sure it's not intentional. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I think maybe to a point it is. Well, the one thing I would say is the, the contrast between... The way the why the Wayne and Priory and Coral, Coral is what I expected it to be. You know, we're two thousand plus years uh, in the future, or in the past of you know right now, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's a, a city that has been established. It has a couple of buildings. It's you know dependent on the local agriculture and stuff, but the Wayne and Priory is way more built up when you compare it to what it is in. Um, um, in ESO four, so it's like the two of them aren't really on par. <laughs> oh, excuse me, with what they should be. Like you know, one is where it should be in terms of its time scope of the future, and the other one is way too advanced for where it should be. I was expecting like a, a small chapel building on the site, yeah. not a not a grandiose compound. Hey, Mike, just uh, hang out one second. Um, I know okay. everyone's just trying to catch up with you. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where I am. And so right in this general area should be Sancrator. Uh, if you compare the map of um, uh, ESO to the map of um, Oblivion, that this general area should be the location of Sancrator. Um, now, I don't see it here on the map anywhere. Um, somebody just shot a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I know. I had found it at, at one point. Uh, I'm going to scout up ahead a little bit, but I did actually find this. Uh, I think it might be up here. Well, Sanctuary is. Oh no, never mind. Uh, I'm thinking of. Um, oh. 
Oh, there's, that's Telvani. <laughs> oh my God, Telvani! <laughs> what happened? Uh, Telvani here in a chair, just waiting for us. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Uh, <laughs> Telvani's the man. Hey, Telvani! <laughs> So, um, so yeah, this this is it then. Um, this is this is it. As this is Lips and Tarn here. So, oh, oh. that uh, we have arrived at, and this is the one where I was, you know, I caused such angst with me because uh, every time I turned around, uh, I would get in here, fight my way in, only to die just in front of the boss because the DCs would show up in uh, in force and get you and get me. Let's uh, let's get some of these guys. Well, I've you know completed this well since then, but it took a while to do. But uh, it's definitely an interesting dungeon, that's for certain. Yeah. Grab a few of them up. I gotta make sure I don't pop nope, off any AOEs. Any AOEs that would kill our yeah. comrades in arms. <laughs> exactly. We've got we've got uh, several. <laughs> Several folks here that are not a part of the specific faction that we're using right now, um, but that's okay. Hey, you know what's funny though is uh, a lot of people were saying with the new with the new ESOTR guild, uh, you know, it's it they they don't like the fact that um, well, not a lot of people, but you know, some of the people were saying that one of the concerns is that you know we're all we're taking all the factions and putting into one um one guild and how is that going to work out if we want to if we want to do you know stuff in in Cyrodiil? and and honestly it's it seems like it's working quite well actually yeah <laughs> we're just making sure not to hit each other we're trying not to <laughs> right right <laughs> do, don't, don't be jerks and don't gank each other it's okay so if we go into lips and tarn let's see what happens in here now i don't remember lips and tarn all that well from ESO or from elder scrolls uh, uh 4 so, you know, I don't know, somebody like a Varwin's probably much more of a dungeon delver. Oh, it's it's very, yeah. very different. Yeah, so. Yeah. You, you go yeah. into uh, Lips and Tarn in, in ESO, and, and that, I got to say, like, that was one of the things that I found kind of disappointing when it came to the, um, when it came to Cyrodiil, is, uh, you know, you've got, you've got some of these, you've got these Aeliad ruins, which have been around since, what, like, before the first era, right? Yeah. Uh... And you go in here in the second era, and it's 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 it is it's set up the way it's set up. But then you go in, in in Oblivion in the third era, and it's different. <laughs> well, clearly, like all the other things, someone has rebuilt it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but that's not that should not be the case. Like, who's oh gonna... no, I'm I'm and I'm joking. Oh yeah, right. yeah. It's like uh, oh yeah, no. Here's this. Uh, here are a bunch of ancient ruins. Well, let's go rebuild them. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about these artifacts? Uh, just leave them here. Yeah, just leave them here. <laughs> Put them in different containers, but leave them in there. <laughs> and as we can see, we are being uh, stymied by the uh, ever-present loading screen boss. Yeah, loading screens online. <laughs> there we go. But isn't that every online game? I, I seriously don't know. I don't play a huge amount of online games. <clears throat> um, it's uh, it's not really much different. I'll t <laughs> I'll tell you that. You know the the wait uh, to to load in, in ESO is is a bit longer than usual. Than, but yeah, yeah, there is there is always a portion of that. 
It's so funny to watch because we're all reds. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Everybody's highlighted for death. <laughs> so I'm not sure who's the bad guy and who's not. Get some. Let's get some loot. This is fun. This 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 I can oh, I yeah. can handle this. This is good. This is good stuff. I like this. Here we are, we're showing people Cyrodiil and we're just like, hey, let's go into a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Screw your faction. We're just gonna be here. Yeah. Multi-faction right. dungeon diving. It, it, it doesn't get much better for me. Like I love this. <laughs> I'll tell you what's true to form, though, when it comes to Lips and Tarn, is that... So, uh, who keeps zapping me? <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm doing everything I can, man. Yeah. I, I, it's not me, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm making sure it, it... I'm making sure it's not me. Um, Lips and Tarn is definitely filled with undead in, um, in Oblivion. And it was something that they, they didn't have to adhere to in Elder Scrolls Online. They could have just filled this place with, you know, I don't know, a bunch of bandits or something. But they didn't do that. Yeah, it would be easy. Right. They, they, they took it. They took the, the time to realize. Oops. <laughs> I think I might have just shot a mark off the cliff. <laughs> no, no, I'm over here. Oh, okay. Somebody with a blue sticker on their head uh, got between me and the undead. Bagheera, maybe? Uh, yeah. No, oh, poor Bagheera. So if we go down to the, the second level here, uh, we can go in and see the bosses. Heavy sack. And I must say, that's one thing I did notice. The heavy sacks uh, have changed what's in them, which has been very nice. It's a very cr crafter-friendly. Yeah. Now, you might get a couple of Taz, like usual, or some of those other, you know, jewels, but you also might get a stack of Nightwood or uh, Mahogany. Yeah, like ten different rooms. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's really cool. So that, that was a good change on their part there. And obviously the one thing that, you know, this, you know, being ESO versus Oblivion that is lost is the sense of claustrophobia in the dungeons. Yeah. Uh, just because, yeah. you know, it's a big, large uh, boulevard out here now. The traps, too. You know, I, I can understand the... the um... Oh, shoot. <laughs> Sorry, Big Hero. <laughs> Friendly fire there. Poor big guy. Are you are you really sorry? I am, I am. I feel like a jerk now. I accidentally knocked the poor guy over. <laughs> Look, he's going, damn, E, ouch. <laughs> poor guy. Sorry, man. <laughs> um it, you know, I was gonna say I can understand the setup being a little bit different, but really, like, I can't even go that far with it. I can understand the setup being a little bit different. And I also what I was trying to point out is that um, I don't like the fact that the traps don't exist here either. So, again, this is, you know, something that's added a little later on by people rebuilding. Yeah. Do we have a trap here? Yeah, I just had a crusher or something. I guess, though, like, if you... Maybe if you want to add a little imagination to it, you know, you can sort of say, like, 
it doesn't make sense for um, the aliens to build a you know uh, a big sprawling underground city like this and then put traps everywhere. Yeah. So obviously, obviously the aliens did not put those traps in. That maybe it was like through the ages, you know, bandits trying to protect treasure who have taken up hold in there. Maybe they put those traps in there. I don't know. That's what I'm telling myself anyway. Hey, a lot can happen in 2,000 years. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And look at our own world. You know, what's happened in 2,000 years to some of the structures that have survived those ages? They put velvet ropes around them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's any traps in King Tut's Pyramid, but, you know. Yeah. Well, there's actually this big, completely off topic, but there's actually this big thing where they think they think that there's a secret chamber in there that leads into the tomb of Nefertiti. Really? Right? Yeah. No. Right now, they're actually getting together um, all the permissions they need and whatnot to uh, to actually um, uh, get a oh, what is it called? Basically, get a, a an imaging system together so that they can actually go in and find out okay like are we sensing a room back here and if there's an empty space that suggests a room they'll go ahead and uh look into what they need to do to access it interesting oh yeah no this is this is something that's come out this week apparently it's it's gained enough steam that they're willing to uh to entertain it that basically cut died so quickly that they just basically emptied out uh, or put him in the um, opening chambers of another tomb. Hey, you know. <laughs> Hopefully our group of people here have gotten uh, the Sky Shard and we can leave Lipsentarn. I, I think um, I saw a couple of people grabbing that up, so. I, don't, I did see that. We can finish up and you know get to something pro- like <laughs> that uh, that the listeners can enjoy a little. Yes. Well, I, I think I think this is famous, uh, very exciting to listen to actually. Oh yeah. Like combat, I've always very noticed bad. that about classic is is combat happens to be very interesting to to listen to. So, well, especially like when you have crazy combat, that yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you guys are probably ready to kill me because. <laughs> Because it must be very loud in your ears. I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, we can we can go if you want. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, I'm trying to make my way up to the steps again. Oh. Almost there, guys. There we go. All right, let's, let's scoot. Everyone, all right, out okay? Yeah, I think so. Trying to clear a path on my way out, so. Got more coming <laughs> in over here. The, the, the thing that, you, you know, that, that makes this very interesting oh. for, you know, our, the people that are viewing this is um, that, you know, being that we are multi-alliance right now doing this, it, it changes how you play the game significantly because, oh, yeah. you know, like, I'm used to having a lot, you know, soloing these. So it's like, okay, three, four guys, I have a ton of AoEs. I pop off an AoE and somebody's going down from our own group. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think if nothing else, you know, hopefully we didn't we didn't annoy uh, the uh, the listener by by our audio. But if nothing else, maybe people can sort of appreciate the fact that we didn't have for being a multi faction group right now. We didn't have a single kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for, for those of you listening uh, and and participating in our our live stream of this. Pat yourselves on the back, guys. I mean, yeah, sorry, sorry, Tim. I didn't mean to, you know, smack Tim you. Tim seems face, to be but... the one that we all keep picking on because I blasted him off the ledge <laughs> with a knockback. <laughs> Poor guy. He, he, he's the black cat. He's the unlucky one. <laughs> I don't know if he can help it though. He's in melee range, so mm-hmm. <laughs> he might he might get a sword in the shoulder from me. <laughs> trying to trying to pull. But he's still alive. That's the important thing. That is the important thing. Tim did not die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, we we already had the practice run of uh, of this multi class of this multi alliance thing when I went out with you guys that once, and just constantly got attacked. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I would like, and, and I know this is just like it's 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 counter uh, counter intuitive as as we're getting a loading screen here, guys. Um, counterintuitive to their game design for Cyrodiil, but I would like, like um. Like a Cyrodiil, like a um, like a Craglorn type of version for for Cyrodiil. You know that that heroic zone. Yeah, I would like a version of that of Cyrodiil. This way, we can come in here as a group, not have to PvP, and and enjoy. Is somebody actually attacking Nerevar, who's on our team? I I don't know. Yeah, I think somebody's just tried to attack Nerevar. We're going to chase him away, whoever this guy is. <laughs> uh, I don't know if um, we want to now uh, head up to, like, Cloud Dra- or Drag... <sighs> the Blades Headquarters up near Bruma. Or I don't know where where Mike wants to Oh, what to is that? Cloud Ruler stuff. Temple? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's going on with that one's just crazy in this era. <laughs> Yeah, I think we should do that. Uh, I was hoping to get across, maybe skirt across the north side of the Imperial City, but I think um, that heading directly to there, like it, let's go to Cloud Ruler Temple and then down to the Imperial City. Yeah, yeah, I like that, that idea. Glad to be a part of this plan. <laughs> <laughs> I like this plan. I'm proud to be a part of it. <laughs> All right, so uh, I can't mount up just yet. I'm still... I We're think, still in combat. Uh, yeah. Got that still in combat bug. It's all right, guys. You go ahead, guys. Save yourselves. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, you, you joined the Dominion. You, you get what you deserve. Aww. Sad paladin. Is that like a sad panda? Yeah, only not as furry, I guess. There That's... we go, left combat. Okay, all good. Yay! So, Cloud Ruler Temple. What can be uh, as as our our uh, multi-factioned posse makes its way north and then east to Cloud Ruler Temple, home of the Blades. The uh, Group of the the militant the elite militant group of folk who are sworn okay, I, to protect. Sorry, I just the need to comment about some enemy placement here. They put a troll under a bridge. 
there's a couple places where it's like that. There's one in uh, uh, was it uh, Black Lobster, as uh, Liz likes to call it. Uh, and there's supposedly goats that walk over it. Oh, nice. Go, go get that troll, guys. Get that troll. <laughs> there you go. Little little help there. Watch out, though, when he blows, it'll blow big. <laughs> Treasure chest. Nah, you guys have it. So let's take a quick look at the map here, see how far... Oh, okay, yeah. Cloud we Ruler quite, We got quite a ride to go to Cloud Ruler. Certainly do. Better be on yeah. our way. Luckily, there's not a lot of, like, uh, forts along the way, so it's, you know, it's kind of wilderness, which is good. Yeah, we should be good. Yeah, once we're past Fort Warden, it's pretty much clear sailing. Alright. Uh, not that I need to worry about Fort Warden. <laughs> This is true. Just you wait. When we go down to uh, Bruma, you know, and all those sluts of Bruma, you know, you're in trouble. All of those what? The sluts of Bruma. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after I got, you know, the, the message from Tim there that he almost died on his coffee listening to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Specifically that part. Yep. All right. Am I finally out of combat? I mean, really. So so here we are. We're off to we're off to Cloud Ruler Temple yet again. And um, yeah, Mark, let's cut over to you for just a second here in regards to like lore and and Cloud Ruler Temple, or maybe just the blades in the series as 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 it's in and of itself. Um, I know the blades. Not many people are aware of this, or maybe they forget it easily. But the the blades actually do make an, an appearance more than once in the series. Oh yeah, well. Honestly, ever uh, barring Arena, because nothing comes from Arena, um, <laughs> the blades show up in pretty much every game. Uh, they they initially show up in um, in Daggerfall uh, after you have arrived in Daggerfall and you've been there a bit, and they discover that oh wait the the guy that we sent out is actually still alive. Um, you're contacted by the blades, and they actually end up sort of getting you moving on the main plot. And um, when you eventually are about ready to go, when you eventually have the totem for, uh, that would be able to, you can use to uh, control the Numidium, since your character can't use it, the blades are the ones that contact you in order to um, basically give them the totem so that the Emperor can use it. Uh, and the it's... When they're initially introduced, they are basically um, just described as the Emperor's spy agency, pretty much. Like, that's that's who they are. They are, th they are there to handle whatever dirty work the Emperor needs. Um, then in Morrowind, they come back and you're again dealing directly with them for the main plot. Actually, the, the Nerevarine, the character you play in Morrowind is ends up as the head blade in all of Morrowind or at least in Vardenfell 
Oh, really? Yeah. And in technically, the character that you play in Daggerfall, the agent, is also a uh, a member of the Blades because you were sent out at the behest of the Emperor, and you know, basically, uh, you are answering to the, the the leadership of the Blades. You just don't aren't able to uh, to continue in their ranks. And of course, then when you uh, in Oblivion, you deal very closely with the Blades. You have to bring. Uh, you have to bring, um, uh, my brain is not working together today. I'm not trying to remember. Thank you. You have to bring Martin to them and then basically they help guide you along what is the rest of the main plot. Then you get to Skyrim and you're dealing with the blades yet again. So I think that's the part that everyone forgets too, is that, um, the blades actually, are are prominent in, in well not prominent but they they make uh they have a, a a prominent part of this the main story in Skyrim. Oh yeah, and that's that's one of those interesting things is when you think about it, every single character that you play throughout the entire series spend uh joins the up with the blades in at least some way, shape, and form. Now I'm going to ask you guys: Have you guys all play on PC, right? Yeah. Yes. Have you guys downloaded the mod that allows you to not kill Parthex and still actively participate as a blade? Uh, no, I haven't. No. Yeah, because I, I want both. I want my cake and eat it too. So <laughs> I don't want to kill Parthex, and I still want to be a blade. <laughs> so you can turn to them and go, "No." Yeah, you pretty no, much I'm... turn to to Esbern and say, "Shut up, old man." <laughs> I, I'm the Dovahkiin. No, this isn't how it's going to go down. So, so again, I got to throw this out there to Mark. The Dovahkiin in Skyrim. Okay? Yes. I, I, I'm, I, I'm recently playing Skyrim again. And yeah. I'm... Oh, I'm somebody up. off. What's up? We ended up pissing somebody off here. Good, because I, I need to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have fun with that. <laughs> um... So, so I, I'm recently playing Skyrim again. I'm playing the, uh, the the main story quest, which I have not touched in years, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And now that I've come to know a lot of things about about the lore um, and the series in and of itself, you know, when when I'm being told, um, oh, I forgot her name. Who's who's the main con- point of contact Daphne, there? Delphine. Delphine. That's right, yeah. Delphine. Now, when Delphine tells me that. Uh, the blades all but exist, um, but their mission is still to, you know, protect, protect the emperor, to protect the Dovahkiin in this case, and you are the Dovahkiin, it really is highly suggestive that... Can I just say that Nerevar Talvani must have, like, some special teleport magic? He's here waiting for us again. (laughs) (laughs) Um... It's highly suggestive that as the Dovahkiin in Skyrim, you really are the best person to be the Emperor in this case. Mm-hmm. Well, at the same... I, I agree, but at the same time, like, the difference is that with uh, Tiber Septum, he basically was, was also a general with an entire army behind him. Uh, you know... And that's something that Dovahkiin himself does not have. Um, and which is unfortunate, but kind of understandable. Everyone is split up so much that 
frankly, if the Dovahkiin tried to raise an army, you'd likely just prolong the Civil War even further because you've introduced yet another faction in. Right, but being the Emperor emperor is not about, you know, your military might and power. It's about being being essentially blessed by Akatosh to, to rule Tamriel. True, but at the same time, there's currently an Emperor and power structure in Cyrodiil right now. So you need to have all of them, you know, anyone in that structure say, okay, yeah, you can be the Emperor now. You would have to base, you know, you would have to have. You would basically need to get a uh, a system going where you would need to get all of the provinces to agree that you should be emperor. And at some point, you're going to have to fight. And everything is so fractious with the empire at the point of Skyrim that really, I I, I have to admit, I would have a lot of difficulty seeing the Dovahkiin being able to get together the forces necessary, at least within the time that the game technically would span. Maybe over the course of years, he could get the forces together, but until he can get at least one province, I would say that the character just wouldn't be able to take the Emperor ship. uh, Yeah, I know. I I know that. and It'd be nice, but... No, not really, because that's not what the story is about. I'm I'm just just sort of like calling out the fact that, to me, it seems like it's highly suggestive that even though that there is an Emperor, you know, the guy who has the best claim to the throne... Is the is the Dover King is yeah. the player character right? I, I mean, they even go so far as to kill the emperor and not make a big deal out of it. Yes, which is one of those things. I'm wondering how they're going to handle in the next uh, next one. I, oh, so for our listeners, here we are, Cloud Drive or our listeners. Yeah, that's going to help. Uh, for our uh, viewers, we're currently at Cloud Dragon Temple, and for our listeners, I'll give a quick description. Basically, there is a dark anchor hovering directly above the temple itself, and has been te- and basically it has been torn directly out of the earth. If you look, you can actually step over, and oh crap! <laughs> oh no, Mark! <laughs> oh yeah, Mark got a little too close to the edge and literally just <laughs> fell right on into the abyss. <laughs> Oops! Oops! So, yeah, no, basically it is completely raised up, and if you look down, you can actually see the crack where all the groundwater is settled underneath this entire temple. Yeah, it's like uh, that cold harbor water. Yeah. That's what that is. Which is how they're sort of excusing that the Dragon Guard are not somehow involved in any way, shape, or form in dealing with, uh, you know, in, in trying to protect Cyrodiil or help the Emperor or the emperor or the empress regent at this point um but yeah no it's just one of those really cool things and i kind of hope that uh one of these days they're going to open up cloud ruler temple so that we can actually get a peek inside and maybe try and save it from uh getting pulled into cold harbor i think they will i think at some point cloud ruler temple is going to become like a um um like an instance what's that like a dun- DLC dungeon, yeah, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, no question. I, I mean, it's it's again speaking of highly suggestive things. I, I mean, you've got Cloud Ruler Temple here. The sucker's tremendous. There's a giant freaking Daedric, 
you know, uh, dark anchor over it. It's raised up above the ground. I mean, why put it in the game at all? In they could have. I mean, look at look at its placement here in the north. They could have left this out. Yeah, yeah there's not really much going on up here in the north. I mean, it, no. it's an area not particularly vital to any of the campaigns. I mean, as we said, once we got past uh, the one. Um, what was it there? Uh, once we got past Fort Warden, I mean, you know, this is all this entire area between Fort Warden and Fort Dragonclaw is all um, PVE area. I mean, there's a number of dungeons here. Um, They've got there's Bruma. the Zinmar Winery, um, the Iceland Iceheart Home, um, Echo Cave, uh, Capstone Cave. And Bruma up here, uh, all of it PvP PVE area. You know, I mean, there's really you know this huge area, and Cloud Ruler Temple being one of the areas. There's the uh, looks like that's the front door right there. Um, Mike, anything about about Cloud Ruler Temple that since we're here, you want to um, you want to bring up, discuss, or, or talk about? Not really. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm loving the way that the uh, the Yarrow Mountains or the Jarrow Mountains are being portrayed in this game. You know, the large lofty peaks in this general area, the snow covered ground. Um, you know, so you know the change in atmospheres versus in Oblivion. I mean, you know, they really couldn't have they didn't have that kind of power to uh, to allow for it to happen. You'd have snow in one area and you know grasslands in another so i'm really kind of really uh, appreciative of that yeah it really is beautiful yeah oh, there's no question they put a lot of effort into uh into Cyrodiil in this game oh yeah without a doubt all right so now uh on our tour here um did we do broom on when we talked uh, no, we didn't end up going to Bruma during our tour of Cyrodiil. So I think we probably should head directly south and hit uh, the uh, banks of uh, the river there to actually take a look at the outside of the Imperial City. And I don't know if everybody has access to the Imperial City DLC. Maybe actually go in and look at some of the the gardens or something, or the yeah. districts. I- I'd like sure. to go in, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Lake Rumir. Lake Rumir. Here we go. I'm on the road to... No. (laughs) (laughs) Might have to dig up that DVD later, you know. uh, History of the World Part 1, Mel Brooks. (laughs) All singing, I'm on the road to Judea. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Mike's uh, already well on his way, it looks like. (laughs) I'm already halfway there for reasons. (laughs) I got a beat near of our Tavani there this time. <laughs> With his magical transports. Oh, man. Jumping off that cliff certainly was tough on me. <laughs> All right. So so we're heading our way south toward the Imperial City just to get a... Ow. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> that one hurt. <laughs> Uh, just to get a good solid <laughs> look at uh, at the Imperial City. Hopefully, uh, there we go. All right. 
Well, Dave MG is going to bow out. Uh, he said thanks for uh, the time. So glad to have you here with us on this uh, set or Sunday afternoon here as uh, we're yeah. doing classic. You know, I, I like the fact that you know our uh, this this particular episode sort of sort of turned into a a little bit of a guild event. Yeah. yeah. You know. No, yeah, it's working out pretty well. I have yeah. to say, it's nice. Cool. That's the one thing you know with classic is we do four episodes approximately of on a topic, and then we try and bring it in game for ESO so that our guildies can you know join us and do the tour and maybe you know get to see you know and appreciate some of the scenery that we normally would not have uh, thought about. Yeah, like one thing, and it was way too far south to really make a viable thing to check but uh the priory of the nine is actually here in game uh it in the south of uh of cyrodiil now it's called the priory of the eight at the, uh, right now but and is occupied but it's there and it looks pretty much like it does in game so next time we're in oblivion maybe we can stop by the priory and give it a little tour and discussion of the knights of the nine and uh you know, then go and show off uh, off the Priory in ESO. I, I think that's a lovely idea, actually. Yeah. Well, our next grouping, though, is going to be Daggerfall. So everybody work on your DC characters. Yes. 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 I got a brand new DC character I'm very excited about. And while we're doing that, Mark, work on your AD character. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me guess. Next event, I have to show up AD no matter what. No, next time we do Cyrodiil, we'll have, you know. Yeah. That way we'll have something. I'm sorry, guys. Every time I log in with that character, I just feel dirty. Where am I? Uh, uh, hopefully... Uh, I haven't turned far... I haven't turned south. I'm turning east, no wonder. Oh. I'm, I'm trying to catch up to you, so hopefully you find yourself. Yeah. Uh, once you get a cliff in the way, sometimes you know it becomes impossible to figure out where the heck you are. Oh yeah, tell me about it. I'm constantly running into uh, objects around here because I'm you know checking the chat room, checking the stream, checking the audio, checking to see who needs uh, an invite. You know, you definitely got you definitely got to be a, a, a good multitasker in order to pull something like this off. Oh, <laughs> that's one much. of the things that they had, that people have said when I've been out PvPing with people is that they wish they had like a lieutenant function where. Uh, you know, you could have a lieutenant who would, like, have a, a, a second type of objective over their head. So that, let's say, you know, you wanted to take a resource. You know, the guy with the crown, you don't have to stay, stay stack on the crown. Because he's busy trying to invite people, trying to coordinate things. You would have the lieutenant who's actually, like, leading the attack. And they would be in charge of, like, make sure everybody's here with us type of thing. I think in um, in PvP guilds... You know, I think they culturally do something like that, but um, you know, in pickup groups, that that definitely would uh, help ease ease things for sure. To have something like that, like espoused by the um, by the the game's uh, structure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Would. Okay, now don't go too far into the water. <laughs> yes, the slaughter fish. So I, I, I just love that they have that little uh, that little achievement slaughtered. But if if you swim out and get killed by slaughtered fish, slaughtered fish, you actually get that little achievement. Oh my god, they hurt! Oh my god! Oh my god, the slaughterfish! <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I was that kid when mom said, "Don't touch the stove." It's hot. I was like, "Oh, how hot is it?" 
Misi. Misi, how about that? Ow, that hurt! <laughs> now, the one thing, you know, if you look at the map, is that... Oh, we got a... Uh, oh, no wonder. Who brought the mud crab? <laughs> um, Soulless. Yeah. Is that uh, the Imperial Cities, the island that it sits on, is actually much more of it's exposed. And, um, you know, the, uh, the lake coming in is much shallower. So I really wonder if, um, you know, global warming has taken place in, in the 2,000 years of ESO. Telvani says, for the record, I got here first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm already in. <laughs> you're already in where? I'm already in the city. Oh, you're already in the city? Okay. Yeah. Just well, we should make our way to the, into the city then. Yeah. Yeah. So. Enough... enough Viewing the outside. Look of how the heroic city. this looks, huh? A couple of guys just standing in front of a city under siege with their sword and shield out. Yeah, like, come at me, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> here we go. We're, see, we're probably going to die, but we're going to die with honor. Now, this is where we'll really come down to how well uh, we uh, don't kill each other when we get into the Imperial City, because uh, I'm not saying we do sewers. I'm saying we do overland. And... Uh, We'll see just how uh, how well we manage. <laughs> I just got a champion point. Oh, grats. Thank you. All right. So um, what are what are we doing? We're going to make our way into the uh, the Imperial sewers. Yep. So make your way into your your faction's home base. Okay. And then um, if I can get off, off this cliff, holy cow, come on. So. Um. Hopefully uh, we can rejoin ourselves. Yeah, this cliff is pretty nasty. Um, and then I would say take the ladders up and we'll meet. Um, let's see. Where do we want to meet? Uh, do we want to try the marketplace or do we want to try uh, like the temple district? Yeah, what about the temple district? Because um, that was featured prominently on one of the recent episodes. Uh, yes, because uh, a certain uh, very prominent... Uh, Nasty little uh, writer lives in the Temple District. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it over there. Oh, uh, yeah. Hopefully I can make it up on top of this uh, cliff face here. Yeah. With my, uh, with they my... didn't want you climbing up and down the cliffs. Ah oh, man. Come on. In Skyrim, I could climb that with a horse. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That's some nonsense. Gravity, what's that? What's that? <laughs> physics? I'm a horse. <laughs> a game-breaking real-life physics in this game. Come on, where's my Skyrim where I could climb vertically with a horse? <laughs> where the mammoths would fly. This isn't an Elder Scrolls game. Come on! <laughs> That's it. Elder, Elder Scrolls is ruined forever. That's it. Ruined forever. I'm flipping the table. <laughs> okay, here we go. Found a gate. You got it? Yeah. Almost there. Well, lucky you. I got to go all the way around the... Uh, the well, so map. did I. <laughs> I go up the Wombam Boogie. Down the Wombam Boogie. Oh, because these slogger fish will kill you. Oh, yeah. They will, in fact, slaughter you. Now to make it there without getting ganked. So the Temple District it is, then. Yes, to the Temple District. Sounds good to me. Tiara, 
read him. I think it might just be better for me to uh, head toward the road and then just take the road because trying to get around the, uh, the, the cliffs the cliffs is is freaking impossible. And normally I wouldn't have a problem with it. You know, you just kind of make your way over there. But you know, I mean. We're doing a podcast. We're doing a live stream. Like you want to make this visually and and um, uh, visually appealing and appealing uh, through the audio too. And you know, it gets very frustrating when things that you don't think about while playing the game become a major, major issue when you're trying to make a um, an interesting, you know, uh, an interesting live stream and, and radio broadcast. Mm-hmm. And you guys, we can use any of the entrances, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've never tried to use anybody else's entrance other than ours. Yeah, you just automatically go to your own base. That's what I thought. I'm just getting a weird error going on, I guess. Well, you're supposed to be able to at least. What's it what's it saying for Well, error? it says Imperial City Sewers use press E. So I press E and then it goes great and nothing happens. Uh-oh. That can't be good. It's rejecting the elfiness. It might be. <laughs> and well, it should. <laughs> those uh, those doors might be coded for, for, for the specific faction. Uh, you know what, then? I'm going to do it the easy way. Here, sluggerfish! <laughs> you blood port back to your... Uh... I've got a blood port back to one of my uh, R keeps. <laughs> yeah, that might be... I'm, I'm just, I just got here. Let's see what happens. Uh, zoning in. Oh, okay. I got a loading. It just doesn't screen. like me. It could. It could be. It could be like a timeout error on your part. Yeah. It's okay. <clears throat> this will be fast enough. So, um, Mark. Yes. Where Where are you at now? I am currently in the temple district itself, right outside the temple of the one. Now, did you notice uh, when you were in the sewers how how much like the sewers that it, in in uh, the Imperial City in Oblivion it actually looks like? Oh yeah, no, it's impressive. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not in front of the Temple of the One. I'm in front of uh, just one of the temples. Anyway, but yeah, no, it's it is really impressive how good a job they did. You know, I heard that they were actually working with the original assets. Oh, when, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. I mean, going through actually going through the Imperial prison, uh things were pretty much as you would kind of hope. Right. You know, you've got uh the you know, it, it yeah, it, it looked actually a bit like uh Imperial City. Or sorry, um it, like the uh, prison does in arena, at least one or two points. Yeah, that just it becomes very blocky, very one level, and very wet. Anyway, one of the things I want to call attention to while I have it here on the stream and we're waiting for Mike is this. Um, I'm gonna log out and log back in because the transit shrines don't even work for me. So, all right, <sighs> you got a you got a thing. There's a thing. Yeah, I got a bug. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We'll hold it down for you while you come back. Okay, don't kill each other. Uh, <laughs> these um. These sewer grates that are on the ground here, these vertical sort of um, uh, sewer grates that you see like right in the middle of the floor, 
this this was a, a very um, recognizable design from Oblivion, and and they have it here just as one of the things I happened to notice. Um, it looked it looked really good, and, and when you crawl through the sewers, uh, doing the the PVE stuff in here, which you know the the sewers here are a let's go into the irrigation tunnels. Um, the sewers here are a open dungeon PVE piece of content. Yet you're likely to meet other members of members of other factions here. So there's a lot of PVPing that goes on here too. Um, if I'm not careful, I'm going to get myself in trouble in here. <laughs> <laughs> what What's great about this is the fact that it it looks like a younger version of what you see in Oblivion, but yet it looks still so old in and of itself. It's far more open, but they do it in such a way where if you if you notice what makes the sewers in, in Oblivion claustrophobic, it's because a lot of things have been knocked down. There's rubble all over the place. Here, you, you see a little rubble here and there, but not as much as you do in in Oblivion. Giving it that feeling of it's a thousand years younger than what you're used to seeing. Yeah. And I think that's just a, a, a knockout job from, from Zoss and their, uh, and their art team in, in performing that. Because that's got to be next to impossible to pull off. <laughs> To give the same feel, but giving enough space to be able to maneuver more than one person. Yeah. I mean, the, the claustrophobia is not here in this game. That is definitely very evident in Oblivion. You know, the, you know, literally your character fills up the entire walkway yeah. in Oblivion. If you enter a yeah. crypt or a dungeon or a cave um, versus here, you know, they're in there. How do you make it feel claustrophobic? You know, and the other thing is you can't play with the lighting because people will cry if, you know, it's too dark. So you, how do you make it dark enough at the color palette yet still have enough light to see everything? And I think, you know, you know, prominent placement of sconces and uh, lanterns has helped a lot of that. Ah. Just zoned in. Into the temple district? Or? Uh-huh. Yep, I'm in the temple district now. Okay, and I'm at the Perfect. entrance to the sewers, so... Oh, wonderful. Okay, Let's uh... We, oh, at, this time. <laughs> we are starting to gather at the, um... The... Sorry, the large temple building in the very southern quadrant. <laughs> in the southernmost quadrant. There's, uh... Here in the temple there's district. A, there's a boss here, and there's four of us lining up to take him out. All right. Lord Rillis, huh? <laughs> Zotos Vel, we're inside the building. Very good. Uh, so we're waiting on... Waiting on Mike here. <laughs> Did Nerevar make it in? <laughs> or is he yeah. already there? <laughs> oh, he's already here. <laughs> you, you had to ask, Mike. You had to ask. <laughs> All right, so so what we're looking at here is is really just um, just 
rubble and and destruction everywhere. We've got uh, the the lovely temple district, which is uh, dimmed by the the, uh, the the grayness of the the sky above, which is which is being um, persecuted by the dark anchor uh, that is controlling this entire area and dumping throngs and scores of Daedra all around the city. Uh, the, the city is completely destroyed. Uh, ruined buildings abound. Uh, you've got uh, two-story buildings for the most part with the same sort of like terracotta uh, Spanish-style roofs all over the place, but there's there's tremendous holes in the uh, blown out from the outside in um, all around us in these in these buildings uh, windows are blown out walls are torn down uh, roofs raised and um, the, the place is being controlled uh, by by uh, Daedra from Cold Harbor the streets and alleyways are congested with uh, with their presence as well as members of Warring alliances everywhere around you is war around your ears. I have to say, like in the building I'm in, I'm looking up, and um, they have uh, an Oculus in the roof of this temple, except for it's been, you know, which is a circular hole in the very center of the dome. And there's a huge chunk torn out through which I can see the white gold tower and the great anchor above it. And the entire dome has all these um, little things in the in the roof, and the way the lights coming—it's just absolutely gorgeous. But it's just torn to pieces. Yeah. You know. Oh, and we're started. I think we're trying to now. Where exactly are we trying to meet here? Oh, it looks uh, like we're we're gathering. Okay. Uh, we're meeting in the southern part of the place and yeah. uh there's mike all right okay mike mike's on his way i'm here now now mark it sounds like you uh you've got yourself occupied there by uh, something yeah a little bit uh and unfortunately there's a lot of um uh there's a, there's a lot of uh um, no uh area effects <laughs> going around <laughs> all right Okay, so we're gonna hole up here and try and. Good thing you said that because I almost started shooting. <laughs> well, it seems like some of the guys here are already Did you involved. Trigger finger, Mike here. <laughs> so let's uh, let's let's give him a hand here with some of these Daedra. Now be careful of the big ones. Uh, you need a large <laughs> you need a large group for the big ones, and we don't want to get smacked, smacked yeah. down. Let's head back inside that building. No, nice job, everyone. All right. I still wish that they had names on the buildings, because the placards are there. Yeah. As you can see, the you got the little signs here. There's no, there's no names on oh, the signs of the buildings. Now there. there's a, uh, um, a giant boss. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're gonna have to probably make this a little short because, um, like, like, like we're we're trying to we're trying to show exactly what this what this is all about but the problem is is you know uh we decide to use a uh war <laughs> surrounding yes. in order to show this so, <laughs> so uh mike if you will uh if you're already here go ahead yes 
So uh, we know that uh, Alicia uh, Otto, who is our favorite uh, writer, it seemed, for our last tour of Cyrodiil, lives in the Temple District. And I can't remember exactly where her house is, uh, but she's very fond of it. So could you imagine what she would have to say if she were to see it today? Uh, with the uh, Daedra running through the streets, people in chains, and just the, the overall dilapidated state that we're seeing it in. Oh, she blamed hey, the orcs. And, she would yeah, blame she all the, the orcs, orcs and non, you know, the all the non uh, Cyrodiilians. The fact that they didn't have enough money to keep it up. <laughs> yeah. This should be interesting. I think most of the people fighting this uh, particular uh, Daedra, ow, this boss, are Ebonheart packed. <laughs> And not a member of our group. <laughs> I don't know, I saw Bagheera in here, you know, killing stuff, so... Yeah. Alright. Good lord. I'm gonna go into first person for this. It's going down. Back into hiding. Protector of the fate. Surprisingly, they're not attacking anyone. I, I... <laughs> they're all Nerevar's peeps. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, never mind. They're attacking someone. Yeah, let's let's get out of here, guys. Get out of here before you know the getting's good. Yeah, active yeah, PVP well, zone with danger all over the place, and let's we want to have show and tell. <laughs> <laughs> now I am on. I believe it's. Let's see here. Bring up my map here. I am on the north side of the building, uh, where you can see the entrance has been blocked off to the Imperial Central Central District. Uh, but we can see the white gold tower extending up from there. And yes, there is a dark anchor as they're trying to pull the white gold tower into it. Now, I have not done the white gold tower uh, dungeon, so I can't really comment too much on how that looks compared to uh, ESO or uh, Test 4's. Oh, it's uh, very similar. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, really I mean, good. the whole time you're just going around, uh, not not to say you're going around in circles but i mean if you've been in the imperial city uh in the in the uh white gold tower you know that um all the hallways are circular because you're mm -hmm. literally going up the tower around and about and that's exactly how you feel when you when you play that dungeon so it's um it's really quite exciting and, and quite a bit of a thrill if you're a fan of um oblivion now, I'd like to see if we can try and make our way across the district here without, you know, too many uh, deaths. To try and get into one of the districts like the Arboretum. Whoa! Maybe not. <laughs> Walked right into a grievous twilight, smacked him in the chest. Ah, <laughs> uh, good job. Good job. I think uh, one by one our little group here is, is uh, getting this smacked. <laughs> we're, we're losing people. <laughs> yeah, we've got this uh, this night blade who like he keeps fading in and out. And he's attacking you guys, or yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, if there's an EP gank group in here, they're going to be really uh, depressed that you know if they get me that I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm like hiding up against a wall here. <laughs> Just trying to like keep my head down. Now, I've made it to the Arboretum District. There are no talking heads in here, no talking topiaries. 
uh, as uh, we had mentioned in one of our podcasts. Uh, and uh, shout out to Elbrix the Heretic. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hopefully you had fun. Uh, so you know we're down one more. One of but, the things. Uh, one of the things I really enjoy about this particular episode is, you know, you really. Um, it's kind of it's a little epic in a way. You know, we we started it off in a nice quiet area, um, a tranquil area of of Cyrodiil, and now here we are. There's there's a war raging over our heads, and and uh, here we are just simply trying to get a little bit little bit of it on um, on on the live stream for for people to get a little history out of. Mike, where are you? I am in the Arboretum. You're in the Arboretum. Yep. The Arboretum. The ultimate, you know, Nightblade here. Enter into combat with a Twilight Grievous, disappear, run away, and so, he's still wondering where the hell I am. <laughs> so we're, we're moving districts then? Yes. Okay, we're just trying to get a feel for all the districts, you know, get people to take a look at them. Now, it is cool that they do have uh, the water in the moat around the Imperial Tower itself. But some of the stuff in the water is really disgusting. Like, this area that I'm in right now has what looks like parts of a flush Atronach, you know, blocking the uh, storm drain. Yeah, I, I, Mike, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this on the stream. Uh, you, ah, you, that's okay. You left without me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, alright. How did you get over there? Uh, through a doorway. Uh, which side? Uh, the Arboretum is to the east. <laughs> this guy's having a hard time trying to kill me because I've got over 30,000 hit points. <laughs> Location. That's not good. I can see a Varwin's crown. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you're you're in the arboretum. I'm gonna try and meet you over there. Uh, guys, anything else that you want to say about about the Imperial uh. City, about the arboretum? Um, let's uh, keep in mind, you know, we are trying to describe some of this stuff so the arboretum i believe is the site where um you had the one guy who was selling in the merchants district and he was selling dug up body parts and i believe isn't it from the arboretum that he was uh doing his digging i believe it was or yeah no i think it was because let's see the arena districts north of here market district so yeah it would have been the arboretum district that uh, eventually is pretty much like the graveyards uh, of um, the city. So, and right now, you know, it has a circular structure in the middle that has been damaged. That definitely is re uh, reminiscent of the structure in the that same district in um, Oblivion. But we are missing the gravestones all over the place. But um, you know. Um, with this many Daedra running around here, I could easily see, you know, tons of yeah. graves all over the place. 
if I remember correctly, they've said in a lore article on uh, the Zoss website or the ESO website that um, is it, it's either I think it's the Arboretum, which is turned into the um, uh, basically it's turned into the place with all the tombs. I cannot remember my districts today. <laughs> oh, it's just one of those days. All right. Um, I'd say probably about now between the loading screens, uh, the difficulty that we're having trying to show some of this stuff because of, you know, the, uh, the fact it's that difficult it, content, it, it, yeah. it's an active war zone. It is, <laughs> um, we should probably cut it here. Um, okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, we're, we're getting to that point now where it, it might be, uh, you know, that. So time. any final thoughts, I guess would be a good thing to think here. And, uh, you know, yeah, let's um let's start with let's start with Mark on that. What, what you know, in retrospect, you know, some of the things that we've we've discussed maybe today or or beyond uh in the past as well uh with the the last couple of episodes that that we've recorded. Um Mark, what what do you what do you think? What are some of your final thoughts as we as we prepare ourselves for uh, what Marwin next? Uh, uh no, Daggerfall. Daggerfall. Yeah, we're going back to the sor- uh to the source. The source material. Yes. Uh, I have to say, like, this is, to be honest, one of my favorite. Uh, okay, yeah. I I love the Imperials. They're my favorite race of all those in Tamriel. And I love how we, you know, in these two games, you get to see so much of them. You get to see them at their absolute best in Oblivion. And then you get to see them at their absolute most desperate in here in ESO. And I, I love that I, I love that little thing in ESO, the fact that one of the reasons they're having such a hard time is the fact that their their legions that survive have basically turned to keep the Daedra in the Imperial City and are in fact in effect protecting the rest of Tamriel even as their own province burns because they recognize what the more important thing to worry about is. So it's just fantastic to see that despite all of this that then happens in the past, what it will become in oblivion just before it's blown to hell in oblivion. There's a part one. <laughs> I, I am, I am here. Uh, what about you, Mike? So I really enjoyed uh, our time in Oblivion, uh, the four episodes there. And it's cool to be able to, you know, view those same things from a different point of view, uh, like we're doing today with um, ESO. I think, you know, the one thing that the way we formatted the series has done really well is give me an appreciation for uh, the different games and uh, aspects of the games that uh, we get to see here. Um, you know, whether it be, you know, aspects of Skyrim and, uh, you know, the appreciation for how it's changed in ESO, uh, all the stuff here that uh, we've seen with the, um, you know, the way Cyrodiil has changed. But to, to get to see the beauty of Cyrodiil when we're not in, you know, Warzone combat, um, you know, that is in modern graphics with ESO. Uh, and not have potato heads all over the screen. <laughs> yes. Pudding-faced potato heads. Yes. Potato-faced bad. 
And uh, I just want to give a reminder uh, to our listeners. Um, we are coming up on our 50th. Uh, we are, what, six episodes away? Mm. So we're thinking sometime December, January area. Uh, we do have a contest going out there for people to win uh, a custom painting for uh, a scene in Elder Scrolls. Um, you know, and they have to enter by sending us an email telling us a story about uh, a favorite moment in uh, an Elder Scrolls game, a classic game, and uh, to be following our uh, Twitters and um, and be following our YouTube channel. Yeah, that was the other thing that they had to follow. So, uh, you know, don't forget about that, peeps. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, come January, uh, I'll be painting something for you. All right. Um, wow. Yeah. Super exciting. Uh, this this whole episode, I thought, was, like I said, it's, it's kind of epic that, you know, it starts off tranquil and, and we literally end in the the second era's war zone that is that is the Imperial City. Um you guys did a fantastic job. Uh, there were no notes prepared for this because you know we always take this kind of this episode to kind of like have like a almost like a day off, if you will, and yet still produce a you know great piece of fun content. Very loosey goosey, <laughs> right? Very loosey, very loosey goosey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking forward to going into Daggerfall, to be honest. Um, so that's that's going to be fun. That's going to be in in two weeks or so. Uh, the show is for we're going to try for a little while anyway. Uh, recording the show on one of my days off, so we're not going to be doing it necessarily on Sundays anymore. Uh, so so just watch our our social media channels, Twitter and whatnot at Elder Scrolls OTR, where we're going to announce it, and um, we're also going to have it on on the uh, calendar on uh, questgamingnetwork.com. Um, so there's so there's that. Uh, well, well in advance, we'll, we'll have that up, set up. What else? Um, I guess that's it. So so everyone watching the live stream, thank you very much. Those watching the YouTube channel, uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, Those that came out to play, thank you very much. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it, it, this is so much better when you've got a, a decent sized group. Uh, so what we got uh, probably sometime around January <laughs> we'll be doing this again in the Daggerfall area so yeah. you know, make sure you have a Daggerfall character uh, ready to go you know, uh, we're going to try and run through some more Daggerfall let's see let me uh, get a quick little uh, final final scene here because we've got I've got a nice little uh, grouping coming up on over here that's, that's really nice I like this, uh, this is a nice shot Anyway, uh, from all of us to you here at uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record, uh, coming to you uh, live from the Imperial City, thank you so much for, for watching. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the force be with you.